Wednesday. I'm Emily. And I'm Jonathan. And today we're going to be talking about Castles of Mad King Ludwig, which is a sort of spiritual sequel to uh, Suburbia, which we talked about on Monday. When they name people things like mad so-and-so, so-and-so, sometimes it's a case of, you know, their political enemies smearing them and stuff. In the case of this particular 19th century Bavarian king, though, uh, it's truth in advertising. Dude was off his rocker. Yeah, like, until about, like, 20 minutes ago, I had no (laughs) idea that King Ludwig was an actual person. Yeah, he was a king in Bavaria in the 1800s, and he just built crazy castles. Pretty much lost interest in ruling and decided, yeah, screw all y'all, I'm gonna build castles. And And enjoy swans. Pretty much. Uh, really, really likes swans, this guy. Uh, so much that his most famous castle, Neuschwanstein, is basically new swan stone. That's a literal translation of the title. If you've ever seen the Disney logo, uh, that castle, that, that thing, is pretty much directly inspired by Ludwig's ridiculous architecture. Uh, these, these, these buildings were incredibly impractical. Uh, but also incredibly awesome. <laughs> and so different from another. I mean, it's not like he had a consistent architectural style. Like mm-hmm. he would, dude would spend millions of marks to build these things and he would build one and he would go like, look at it. Yes, this is good. But the next one, he'll be like, I hate that other one. I'm going to build it completely different. That other one had like, you know, like spires and was white and blue. This one's going to be cubic and orange. So what was Wagner's latest opera? Okay, I'm going to do something totally inspired by that. And then... Like, have myself be, like, along, like, brought upon this, like, artificial lake in a swan-shaped boat in this room in yeah. the depths of my castle inspired by the opening act of Wagner's latest opera. So, seriously, guys, Google Venus Grotto. Uh, this is a real place that actually exists in one of Ludwig's actual castles, and you can totally build it in this game. <laughs> Uh, so let's 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 talk about what we're looking at here. But quickly um, before we start, just okay. this last the last little piece that I really enjoyed. Uh, at one point, after having like spent all of his country's money building these castles, like the government finally decided, okay, this guy is insane. And the next day, he is found dead, floating face down in a lake somewhere. Wow. So, like I mean, like you can't make this stuff up, right? <laughs> You cannot make this stuff up. As, as as fiction, I think you'd have to try to make it sound more plausible than that. But anyway, so yeah, uh, it's similar to Suburbia. You've each got your own little thing that you're building. Unlike in Suburbia, though, the layout absolutely does not have to make sense because Mad King Living. So some rooms are circular, some are squares, some are these little like rectangles, some are like hexagons. Octagons. Uh, octagons. Octagons. But not like even octagons. Two of the walls are longer. Yeah, and they're different sizes as well. You've got big rooms and small rooms and hallways and different shapes. You've got staircases that can lead downwards if you want to build a dungeon. Rooms have doors, but not all the doors are equally spread out. You know, some rooms have one door, some doors have some rooms have five. And then some of those five rooms are like, you know, all five are on one side, and then other ones, it's like one on each side. And in finest Winchester Mansion tradition, you can totally build rooms and staircases and halls that go to nowhere. That's absolutely a thing you can do. Although... There is a sort of a nominal nod to functionality going on in here because every time you complete one of these rooms, that is to say, every time you have it set up so that every door, every exit from this room actually goes somewhere, that room is complete and you get a cool thing. And there's eight different colors of rooms and they each give you a different kind of cool bonus if you manage to complete that room. So while you can 
build a room with six doors, five of which going literally nowhere. You know, you <laughs> open it and there's a brick wall behind it. The They are really encouraging you to make like a little bit of sense with your architecture, you know? Just have rooms connected to other rooms, you know? <laughs> like, I don't care what those rooms are. You can connect your pantry to your shed, to your night room, to your oratory, to your sewing room, to your throne room, like whatever, just... And then to the and then to the kitchen. So the dining room and the kitchen are technically connected, but the servants are going to have to go a long distance to bring the food. And that's fine, because Mad King Ludwig. Um, having a dungeon is awesome, of course, because you can have rooms with names like The Hole, or Bottomless Pit, or Secret Lair. Or Fungus Room. Yeah. And uh, you can have parks, you can have sort of outdoor rooms and terraces and stuff. You can have bedrooms, but also nap rooms. Sure, why not? Uh, powder rooms, you know... Dirt. There's actually. A, I'm looking at a tile called Dirt Room. There, there is a dirt room. Dirt. It's just yeah. We have a room of dirt because well, we need some place to keep our dirt. Of course. Why not? Naturally. So <clears throat> let's see. How do we get the rooms in this? So there is a, a first player marker that's actually quite important. A lot of the times I find in games that they'll have like a fancy little first player marker and it's just for fun. Right. Or um, for but, remembering who went first yeah. so you can know who's going to go last so they have the same number of turns by the time the game's um, over. The first player is actually quite important in this game. So you've got this marker, you draw cards face down equal to uh, the number, like it depends on the number of players. For four players, I think it's six. Yeah, it's the number of players plus two. So plus the two. three um, player game, you get five cards. And then you flip these over and then on the back side of all these cards, there's going to be a shape and that is the shapes you're going to, of the rooms you're going to be playing with this turn. Uh, and then you get into this weird, unnecessarily complicated I pick you choose because along the bottom of this kind of like center board here that's in the middle of the table that everyone gets to look at, there's this little track running on the bottom of like six values from 15,000 all the way down to 1,000. And then if I'm the start player, I have these like six random rooms that I've drawn from this deck that told me to. And then now I have to put all six of these in whatever order I want on these values. And that tells everybody what the price is for this. So if there's one room that's like, oh, no way, I don't want anybody to get this, I can just put it on the 15,000 space and it's going to cost you your firstborn if you want to get it. Uh, and if there's another one that's like, oh, I don't really care if anybody takes this one, I'll put it on the 1,000 one and it'll be a bargain for whoever does grab it. And, and then you go around the table clockwise and everybody gets to buy one of these things and then the star player gets to go last. So basically I get to decide what everything is worth, but I don't actually get to buy anything until everyone else has had to go first, which kind of gets in this point where like, okay, well, if I really, really want this thing, do I make it super expensive so that nobody will buy it? But then by the time it gets back around to me, it's going to cost me an arm and a leg or do I make it really, really cheap because that's what I want to pay for it, but then run the risk of having someone take it before it gets back to me. And uh, the whims of Mad King Ludwig would sort of change from day to day. The kinds of stuff that he wanted in his castles historically was different from one time to the next. And that's kind of simulated here by the fact that every time you start a new game of Castles of Mad King Ludwig, there's going to be four particular colors of room that the king is so into these days. And you want to have more rooms of that color than anybody else. And those are going to be different each time you play. You can also get these um, bonus cards. Um, you collect those every time you manage to finish a utility room. Utility rooms are the orange ones, and they only have one entrance, which means as soon as you place it in your castle, it's already complete. It's done, because that one entrance, well, well it's, it's already got a room next to it because you just put it on the board next to another thing. and Yeah, so you get to draw one of these bonus cards every time you do that. And the bonus cards give you more secret missions to accomplish, more particular things that you're trying to do to get points. And they vary quite a lot from one thing to the next. 
and uh, provide you with a further sense of direction. These are the things that are most attractive for you to take care of. They also will provide you with a sense of deep personal failure if you don't manage to do well with them by the end. So it's like you went to all this trouble, you got this utility room, and it basically did you no good at all. Womp womp. So every turn, a card gets flipped over. It tells you which rooms are available. And once you've run out of these cards to tell you which rooms are available, that's how you know the game's over. And you're going to count up your score. And there's a lot that goes into that. Yeah, some rooms are worth points just by existing. So as soon as you build it, you get to net two, one, two, four, five points. Um, a lot of rooms will give you bonus points for stuff surrounding them. So, you know, like you get a bonus point for every utility room touching the shed, or you get um, bonus two bonus points for every bedroom touching the night room. Some can also give you penalty points, like uh, the oratory gives you uh, a negative points for each sleeping room that's next to it because people are busy speechifying over here. And there's also those king's favors that I mentioned before um, for having the most in second place and third place as far as these different colors. And there's those bonus cards. And is there anything else? Yeah, you actually also get points if any like single shape or room shape of room runs out um, uh, you get bonus points for each one of those you have because you got to kind of like you found something really interesting that the king didn't realize he wanted and <laughs> you built a bunch of them and they're so hot right now and he's super pleased with you so you add all this together you're going to get your score and the player with the highest total combined score wins because apparently ludwig likes them best and that's going to work out really well short term at least for them that's it for Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Uh, join us on Friday when we compare and contrast suburbia and Castles of Mad King Ludwig. Uh, and we'll all, you'll also get to hear about why Jonathan hates this one and also why SimCity is great. And I miss it very much. Mm-hmm.